Hi, I'm Peter Alsop, and this week's Song to Chew was written in 1979 by my old friend Jeff Morgan, who was one of the main musical voices of the feminist men's movement in the 70s and 80s. Jeff's songs were anthems and ballads and often deliciously insightful and humorous views into our male lives. Today we'll listen to his song, The Matador, which he originally recorded on his Finally Letting It Go album in 1982. The version we'll listen to today was released on my Ebenezer's Makeover album, but it's not sung by Jeff. It's sung by our mutual friend and well-known singer-songwriter Charlie Murphy. Charlie's 1981 album, Catch the Fire, addressed LGBTQ issues and pagan spirituality, among other things. He recorded this version of Jeff's song on the landmark Walls to Roses Songs of Changing Men album, put out by Smithsonian Folkways Records. When you have a chance, I highly recommend that you find some of the albums by these feminist men's artists who wrote many incredible and informative songs about the gender issues that we're still working through today. So now, let's listen to our song to chew, written by Jeff Morgan and sung by Charlie Murphy, The Matador. The matador enters the ring, the hot desert sun comes pouring down approaching the life he will take he holds out his cape he stands tall and proud his passes are daring the time it is nearing his eyes hold the breath of the crowd the thrust the legs crumble he throws up his hands the shouts and the roses come down He's our champion, he alone stands in the light Hail the matador, he's our champion, he's our hero tonight The front line is quiet in a trench all alone he watches the stars in the sky The snap of a twig and he's back in the war Where he sweats and prays that he won't die He fixes his bayonet and watches the shadow That's soon to feel his cold reply He jumps and it's over and one won't grow older in silence he stares at the sky Hail the matador He's our champion He alone stands in the light Hail the matador He's our champion He's our hero tonight The baby is crying, the dinner is burning, he yells, he wants another beer. She opens the oven, but she can't save nothing, she cries, just wait a minute dear. But that's not the answer tonight he can take from her, I'm the boss, is that clear? He pushes, she falls, too hard against the wall. But the crowd just stands up and cheers Hail the matador, he's our champion He alone stands in the light Hail the matador, he's our champion He's our hero 
This song is chock full of ideas to chew on, eh? Where to start? For one, the image of a matador conjures up a bullfighter, of course. The one who kills the bull in the splendor of a bullfighting ring, surrounded by paying customers who come to watch the spectacle of a single man alone in the ring with a fierce bull and only a cape for protection at first. Later, there's definitely a sword. What courage, what a hero, or heroine as the case may be. Evidently, there are also female bullfighters, who have been around since antiquity called matadoras or torreras, although some of them resent being called by the feminine form of the noun and would prefer to be called, like male bullfighters, toreros or matadors. But I digress. I don't know if we have any trans or non-binary matadors yet, but I suspect we may see them before too much longer. If we are not aficionados of bullfighting, we probably don't know that before the matador enters the ring, the bull is attacked by the picadors, men on horses with long lances that poke the bull to make him bleed and tire him out before the matador is to face him. And then banderilleros, assistants on foot, stab three pairs of barbed darts into the bull at the same shoulder and neck region where the picadors lance the bull. Their actions further weaken the neck of the bull, causing his head to drop even more. Bullfighting has been around since the 11th century and had become entrenched in Spanish culture as a sport of aristocracy but bullfighting went underground during the reign of Queen Isabella, who opposed it. And in 1567, Pope Pius VI banned it completely, excommunicating aristocrats who supported the fights and refusing Christian burial to those who were killed in the ring. Not sure if this happened because they were pacifists, maybe vegetarians, or just other humans who saw the cruelty and wanted it to stop. Unfortunately, the church, only eight years later, lifted that ban against bullfighting in 1575 when it became clear that the practice wasn't going away. Seems like many men feel the need to somehow prove that we are real men, whatever that means, by acting brave, even foolhardy, and devil-may-care, in order to receive the accolades of the crowds of people who will pay to see men take life-threatening chances and perform violent acts. So we continue to hail the matador, just as we laud the mostly male soldiers who follow their orders in the mostly male military. They survive and even conquer other mostly male soldiers who are seen as the enemy under the command of mostly male military generals and admirals and other mostly male foreign leaders. In verse 2, Jeff presents us with two male soldiers facing each other on a battlefield, from which only one will return home. That's been an endless story we've seen in the news and video games and on the big screen over and over and over again. Why do we do this? Is it because it's our legacy as men? Is it in our male DNA? Or is it perhaps because our societal cultures have not evolved enough yet? Many of us understand that we will probably never have a peaceful world. It's likely that humans will always struggle with each other here on this planet, but there are certain abhorrent practices that do not work in any sustainable way, like slavery, owning another human being, and war, mass killings of others who don't agree with us. These kinds of fear-based practices need to be abolished because they do not create sustainable economic or social systems. They leave survivors with such deep wounds and trauma that eventually the people who have been victimized by these practices rise up and overthrow the mostly men who choose to force their will on other people. And in his last verse, Jeff brings us home to the basic family unit where the man demands obedience from the woman and the children. And, as he's mostly bigger and stronger, if he doesn't get what he wants, he forces his will on his family. 
When a man in a domestic dispute believes that he has no other choice but to go to any extreme to make his point in order to win, we have a non-sustainable system. We know there have been other innumerable cases where a man kills his own children in front of their mother, then murders her and often kills himself as well. And we see these themes echoed in our international politics and policies right here in today's news again. It's past time for us to look at our history and notice the word his in that word. Only by working on ourselves to abolish the violent ways we've learned to treat one another will we be able to build social systems that support and lift people. And we all need to know how to do that. All of us human children need to learn these nonviolent ways of settling disputes. By seeing it modeled in our families, from our fathers and brothers and uncles, not just from our mothers and sisters and aunts. If we want to have prosperity and live lives with some grace and beauty, if we want to live without fear of poverty, war, aggression, and greedy power, we need to focus on how to find and value joy and love in our own male lives. I think that's plenty to chew on for today. I'm Peter Alsop. Please click the link below to listen to this podcast and then follow or subscribe so we can let you know when the next episode's ready. Thanks for stopping by. I'll be back next week with another song to chew. Bye for now.